Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you interested in angels, demons, spirits, ghosts, and monsters? Are you curious about their origins, tales, and influence upon history and on the present day? If so, sit back, relax, and welcome to Southern Demonology, the podcast that explores all of this and more. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have a Discord user from our server of Southern Demonology, who is Jonathan Dugan. And he runs his own podcast, completely unrelated to what we're talking about today. Uh, it is a sports podcast that goes by the name of Jump Shots from the Goal Line. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely, man. I uh, long time, you know, listener to the the show. I've listened to every single episode. Came across it one day on Spotify, as people do, just typing in demonology, and you were the one of the first things to pop up and. Yeah, man, I love the topics that you talk about, the guests that you bring on, and I really love the Discord that we have going on. There's a lot of really cool people on there. Yeah, I, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again because I am. I've lucked into such phenomenal people that you know we are the nice corner of the internet, which is a nice thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like the nice version of Reddit. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, you know, if we ever had that level of tuss, of toxicity there, then I think I would just shut it down. <laughs> abort, abort. Exactly. <laughs> As everyone knows, or at least I hope that you know, if you've listened to the past couple of episodes, we have started a listener inbox feature where if you have a question or an experience to share, then you can go to southerndemonology.com and click on the listener inbox feature, fill out a request, and it may be featured on the podcast. And we have the same type of thing on Discord. And when I put the call out to see if anyone would like to share something, Jonathan was nice enough to volunteer. But some of the things that he has talked about before, I figured it would just do it a disservice to only have a few minutes of time to devote to that uh, because his experience is extensive. And I was, you know, I asked him to come on. He was nice enough to volunteer. So, um, yeah, before we get into all of that, though, would you like to take a few minutes just to introduce yourself? Yeah, totally. Um, like JJ said, my name is Jonathan Dugan. I'm in Tucson, Arizona. I am what you might have heard of being called as a seer or having the gift of uh, discernment of spirits. I've been a Christian my whole life. 
uh, grew up Christian, didn't have the strongest uh, walk with God up until, you know, probably about four or five years ago, but was always kind of, you know, raised to go to church. But, you know, like I was telling JJ, since I was probably about the age of three, I have had encounters, um, both visual, mental, and physical altercations with the demonic. And, you know, growing up, I didn't realize why that was, wasn't sure if I was just, you know, a crazy person or a imaginative kid. But, you know, as an adult, you do your research, you come into great people in your life and you find out about, you know, the Lord's spiritual gifts and, you know, what that means and what that means for you. And now I can kind of pin all my experiences as a, a youth, as a teenager, as a young adult, all the way up until now, you know, I'm in my 30s as why that has occurred in my life. Some of these experiences that came about when you were younger, can you describe some of those if you don't mind? Yeah, absolutely. The first one I can remember, we had just moved to Yuma, Arizona, and it was probably like the first week we had moved into the house. Uh, I was three years old. I remember getting into bed and having this, it's still as vivid today as it was, you know, 30 something years ago. I remember going to bed and all of a sudden this just atrocious woman appeared out of nowhere and started screaming at me. And as a three-year-old, right, like <laughs> nightmares are a common occurrence, but I remember this one so vividly because she, it was almost like she knew who exactly who I was. She meant ill harm and she just wanted me to get out. I didn't know what she wanted me to get out of, whether it was the house, whatever, right? But when I woke up, there was a, a shadowy figure at the end of my bed. And I remember just crying and yelling and running to my parents' room. And of course, they didn't understand. They thought I just had a nightmare. But to this day, I still remember, you know, that woman's face. I remember, like, her yelling at me. I remember the, the shadowy figure, which, you know, by the way, would have many more common appearances as a young child throughout my life, whether it was at the end of my bed, right next to me, you know, hovering over my bed, what have you. But that's kind of what my childhood was like, you know, closets opening up, banging on walls, what have you. But, you know, just that demonic presence, demonic spirit, just trying to torment me as a child. You know, that's when I, that was my first few encounters with the demonic. Do you think that the, the woman was an actual ghost or spirit? Yeah, good question. I'm under the belief, um, and I know that this might be contrary to what some people in the Discord think, or maybe even yourself. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. I believe okay. that when we pass, we, we go one way or another, right? South or north. I believe that any agent of chaos that we encounter on this realm, at least, is a demonic spirit, right? And they can form themselves however they want, right? It says it in the Bible. They can... They can interact with you however they feel necessary. And I feel, you know, if they come to you as a ghost, um, as a person you might have, you know, intimate memories of or what have you, you know, that's their ability to do so. So, no, I don't think it was a ghost. I don't think it was, you know, necessarily a, a spirit. I believe it was a demonic. In other words, when it was telling you to get out, do you think it was doing so for your benefit or it just wanted you away? I think it just wanted to mess with me. Honestly, you know, being a, a seer, having the discernment of spirits, right? Like that is a spiritual gift. We all have spiritual gifts. Like I was just telling you a minute ago, whether it's prophecy, whether it's hospitality, what have you, right? They can be as mundane as that. 
or yep. they can be as prolific as seeing a demon. And these demons know that, right? And they want to mess with you early. They want to they want to put that fear in your heart at a young age, and they want you to not utilize that gift, right? Because we all have these gifts, and they're meant to do you know to do well, right? I believe that demon saying "get out." probably was utilizing the fact that I just did move into a new house and they just wanted to instill fear in me at a young age. So this shadowy figure, I know it was a shadow, but did it have any other discerning features to it? Um, yeah, it, it depended on what age I was, right? When I was really little, all I saw was like, you know, just a shadowy human mass, right? As I grew older, five, six, seven, right? It, it's almost like the features it was getting more and more comfortable showing me what it looked like. And slowly but surely you start seeing, you know, red or yellow eyes. You start seeing, you know, like almost like talon-like hands. You see that it has like a hood over its head. And I don't know if it's getting more comfortable or my gift growing stronger, but I remember more and more my intense fear because I didn't understand what was going on grew more and more. And then activity started happening more and more, right? Like closet doors opening and shutting, slamming shut, or hearing almost like, like a spider crawling up the wall, right? Just like pop, 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 right near my head, or even like tugging on the covers, things like that. That intensity started to build the older I got. So how in the world did you not give in to that fear? Because yeah. <laughs> if that was me... I'm not quite sure if I would be the same individual today. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's just a strong will or um, I have a, a really amazing sister that she's always had a real calling to God. She's an incredible person. Her name's Casey. Today, she you know leads many people at her church. And I remember always going to her first, not even my parents, but going to her and letting her know what was going on. We would always pray together. And then she would just always tell me, like, don't get it in. Don't give into it. You know, things like of that nature. And then I just, I don't know if it's just, I was equipped with a stronger will because of that gift or what. I just never did give into it. And then you almost even learn to ignore it, right? You're like, nah, like, you know, this isn't happening. I refuse to believe it. Like when you become a teenager, but you know, then leaving home, being away from my sister, going to college, that's when the activity ramped up even more. Yeah. I know that in conversations that we've had before this recording, you had mentioned that there were some incredible encounters that you've had. Would you mind sharing some of those with us? Absolutely. I have two really prolific ones that I like to draw back to. The first one, I was a freshman in college at the University of Arizona, and a couple of my buddies from uh, Yuma, where we grew up, moved to Tucson just like I did. One of my buddies actually moved into his brother's condo. I went to go over there, as you know, college-age dudes do. You know, we uh, started playing beer pong, hanging out, you know, doing what college kids do. Yep. He eventually told me, hey, I just want to let you know this house is haunted. I'm like, it's haunted? What do you mean? You know, like, are you playing around? And he had a very stern look on his face. He's like, no, man, like, seriously, like, we've had, we've had some stuff happen here. So, you know, I just want to be upfront with you. All right, dude, whatever. <laughs> you you got to be kidding around, right? Like, this dude's not serious. So... We continue hanging out, doing whatever. Then we go to go to bed, and uh, I'm sleeping on his pull-out couch. I'm laying there. I start hearing some sounds just down the hallway, you know, catty corner to the, the pull-out couch. Like, all right, Tony, what are you doing, man? What's going on? Take a look up. It's dark, but you can, you know how 
night vision is once you've been in the dark a while you can see there's nothing right. there so i'm just like all right i guess i'm just hearing things whatever you know it's probably he told me this place is haunted my mind's just getting the best of me okay so i'm just laying there and then all of a sudden i feel something lay down next to me i'm like whoa what the you know what the bleep i look over there's nothing there i'm like okay seriously jonathan like get get your shit together. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> you know, and then you just feel the bed sink and move. And I'm like, okay, okay, seriously, Tony, stop. And I look over and it's not Tony. I thought he was just playing, trying to mess with me. Nobody's there. I walk over to his room, peek in, he's sound asleep in his bed. I'm like, dude, what the hell is going on? So I get back in bed. Not five minutes later, I feel the end of the pull-out couch lift up. Like something is really, really trying to mess with me. And I just started praying, you know, going back to what my sister taught me, you know, in my childhood, telling whatever this was, whatever this demonic spirit was, you know, hey, I'm, I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. You are not welcome here. I don't welcome you into my life. And turned on Anchorman and <laughs> went to bed. I had to throw something funny on as we do, right? And that was that instance. So then a couple months later, I'm in my dorm room. This is the second instance. And this is where it gets really physical. I'm sitting in my dorm room. My roommate, who was actually my buddy from Yuma, my other buddy, not the one that lived in the condo, mm -hmm. he, uh, he had gone back to Yuma to visit his folks. So I was just in the, in the dorm alone. And a funny thing about this dorm was that we had a Native American student actually kill herself in the dorm a few years prior. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those rumors went around like crazy. So, you know. I, I didn't give any, you know, energy into it, whatever, right? By this point, you know, you're just, you're in college, you're living life, you're having a good time. But I'm laying in bed and I start hearing like eerie old timey music. We're talking like early 1900s, right? I'm like, dude, who the hell is playing this music? You know, what's even the point? Like, what are we doing? Is somebody playing a video game that's super loud or what's going on? So I get up out of bed and this dorm room, as dorm rooms go, is extremely small, right? <laughs> we're, we're packing two twin-sized beds into literally like a bedroom. Oh, yeah. And we had a large pane glass window. And I just go towards it to see if maybe if it's, is it coming outside? Is it coming from above me? What is going on? Like, who's playing this music? And I know this sounds like something from like Insidious, but, you know, that's what it was. And I, I get up and something as a seer, and I, I believe that, you know, we're all blessed with spiritual gifts and maybe even a little bit of all. Like that eerie feeling you get when you know something is behind you or something's watching you, right? That right. human instinct. I start getting just chills up my spine and I look behind me and normally on the door, there is a full scale mirror and it was completely blocked out and it was completely blocked out by that shadowy figure from my childhood. This time, fully decked out in the hood, like reddish eyes. You could see like the almost like claw-like, talon-like hands. And I just get this insane feeling, I need to get in bed now. And I literally, I've never moved that fast in my life, JJ. I'm 6'5", 250. I don't move real quick. But right. I got into bed as soon as I could. When I eventually got to bed, I woke up in the morning and I had three extremely noticeable very red like claw marks all the way up my leg and i had never been more scared i called my sister i called my mom we called our very good family friend who was you know a, a huge figure in our church growing up 
and they all prayed for me. And that was kind of the last instance of that in the dorm. But that was the first time it truly got physical where I got not hurt, but it did try to hurt. So those are the the two biggest instances in my college. Um, I don't even have a reaction to that. <laughs> yeah. That is terrifying. I mean, especially the red eyes. I, I, I know I have said this before, but I agree with Art Bell on this one, one particular topic, that red eyes on a thing is enough to just scare the ever-living crap out of a person. Sure. Yeah, I mean, totally, especially like as a young, you know, preteen, but even more so as a college kid where you're just, you're in a dorm alone, first time away from your family, and you're just like, oh my God, like, what the hell do I do? You know, and then waking up with those, those claw marks, I, uh, I've never been more terrified in my life. As you have gotten older, have you come to depend upon any particular methods of protection? Yeah, good question. I think my life really turned around. I, I mentioned it earlier. Growing up, kind of almost being forced to go to church. Your parents go to church, so you have to go to church. Growing up, you don't really have a real relationship with God. My sister did, but I was always the kid. I was always the one in the house that just didn't really have that walk, right? And I remember this had to be my junior or senior year in college. I had these few experiences. Then moving into a condo myself after the dorm, had a few more experiences, not quite as horrific as that, but just, you know, banging on the walls, hearing maybe like voices, you know, the typical closets opening, stuff like that. I remember calling my sister who was living in Alamogordo, New Mexico at the time, which is only like a five hour drive from Tucson, five or six hours. She had entrenched herself in a church out there and she had actually met somebody that identified as a seer. You know, this woman's powers, not powers, you know, we're not super people, but her gift was much more intense than mine. She could literally drive down any street and literally just see demons walking along the street with humans. Really? Yeah, hers was incredible. And she had told this lady about my experiences and she said, hey, I really want to take a trip to Tucson to meet your brother because I think he has the same spiritual gift as me. So her and my sister came down one weekend when my roommate was out of town and she just started asking me about the experiences that I just outlined. And she said, you know, Jonathan, I know you've gone to church your whole life, but are you familiar with spiritual gifts? And at that time I, I wasn't familiar, you know, I half-assed paid attention in every sermon I grew up in. And she's like, well, look, the Lord blesses us all with different spiritual gifts. Yours is the discernment of spirits. You're what we call a seer. And she's like, Going based off her experiences, telling me things that she's experienced. I'm like, whoa, oh my God, this sounds so familiar. And she's like, would you mind if I prayed over you? And I was Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. It's like, <laughs> you know, you're not going to tell somebody no. Like, sure, go ahead, right? Right. So she starts praying out loud, her and my sister putting hands over me, just praying that, you know, I use this gift correctly, that God watches over me, all these different things that, that he empowers this gift in me. And all of a sudden, as she's praying out loud, you just start hearing banging on the wall, like bah, 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 on all directions. The house is literally shaking. The condo is literally shaking. And you just hear bah, 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 bah. And she just keeps praying louder and louder. And you can feel this energy in the room. You could just tell that whatever spirits had been playing with me my whole life did not want this woman to be praying over me, to be empowering me. And I remember hearing this bang, 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 bang. And once she was done and my, her and my sister went to sleep that night, I remember crying on, on my couch. I, I couldn't even go to my own room. I wanted to sleep in a, in a much more open area because I didn't want to be what I felt like trapped, Right. I, I remember crying on the couch, begging God to take away the gift. I didn't want this anymore. I don't want to see these individuals. I don't want to have scratch marks. I don't want to hear crawling on the walls. I, I, I just didn't want it. And I begged God. I woke up that next morning and it was almost like that shroud of doubt, that fear, all those things that come not from God like had left. All of a sudden I woke up and I just knew this is what it is. This is my gift. I need to utilize it in a positive way, right? And I need to be able to help people that are going through the same things. If they have people in their life or situations in their life where they just feel a demonic presence or they're depressed all the time or they just don't feel right in their own home, like I need to be able to go to them and be able to pray over them and give them that peace that we all deserve, right? And I remember asking that woman before she left, I was like, well, what do you do? Like, do you ever get scared? Do you ever get fearful? And she said, of course, like you, you know, it's, you're still human. You're going to feel fear like we all do. But all you have to do is pray out loud, pray, you know, and tell these, these demonic spirits, these evil spirits, you are not welcome here. I am bathed in the blood of, of Jesus. I will not allow you to be in this house anymore. I pray God that you send down your angels and you remove these evil spirits from this household. And ever since she's told me how to pray like that, Anytime something like that happens in my house or somebody else's house or what have you, soon as I pray like that, it's almost like the fog lifts and the energy dissipates. I can think of uh, my wife. I met her about four years ago, and she is a very hardcore Christian. But I remember one night we were laying in bed, and I just told her, I'm like, I feel a really bad energy coming from your son's room. And she's like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, let me go in there. I'm not going to wake him up. I'm just going to pray. And I went in there and I could feel just a very, a very heavy energy, like a cloud all over. And he was only eight years old at the time, but a very like dense fog in that room. And I just started praying and I started praying and it dissipated. But then the next morning, her son told us, hey, I, I, like, I think I saw some things in my room last night. I'm really scared. But, you know, I think it's gone now. And now as he's getting older, he's starting to see things too. And I'm starting to see signs in him that he's even a see. 
He's told me things about like sleep paralysis. He's told me about seeing apparitions in his room. And I've even, he's only 12 now. And I have had to have these conversations with him about being a seer and what you need to do and about praying out loud and reading your Bible and being actually trying to have a relationship with God. And that's what those, those demonic spirits don't want. And through God, through Jesus, they have to respect you when you say, you are not welcome here. I am bathed with the blood of Jesus. You are not welcome here. And the only time in my experience, in my opinion, that these, these demonic spirits can really enter their ways into your life is if you invite them, right? We hear it all the time. You have to invite them into your life, whether that's playing with the occult, whether that's you know being horribly depressed and moving away from God, inviting other things into your life, playing with other forms of belief, whether that's witchcraft or what have you. That's what those pe- that's what these demonic spirits want. They want you to to move away from God and they want to enter your spirit that way. But to answer your question after such a long diatribe, it's just prayer. Like right, it's everything in life. Prayer, blessing your home, blessing somebody else's home, reading the word of God, that is how you dissipate these spirits from the from these homes. Yeah, I mean, based upon everything that you said, I mean, a demonic entity is there to corrupt and to soil. That's right. And ultimately to divorce one from God. So, I mean, prayer is a phenomenal defense. And have you been able to use your spiritual gift to help others? I've gone into homes and I've felt the energies there and things like that. I never really offer my services to people unless they know what I do. And then I'll pray and mm-hmm. help them. But anymore, you know how it is, JJ, even with people of your own faith, they can look at you know spiritual gifts in the wrong way. And oh, yeah. this point in my life, I'm not quite there yet where I want to you know, <laughs> go around people's homes and just offer it up, right? But I've been in places, whether it's hotel rooms, whether it's you know, even just different places we go. And I, I can feel those spirits. I, I've been like, I remember I went to San Diego one time and even though I have this gift and I know of, of demonic spirits and stuff like that, I'm like you, right? I still love a good horror movie. I still love, you know, a good like ghost tour, things like that. Right. And I, I remember one time in San Diego, I went on a ghost tour where a family was murdered, like five people were murdered. And I remember feeling this just, terribly cold hand being placed on my shoulder. And I just immediately began praying and it dissipated. So I haven't really used it how I want to use it for people and how I know I'm supposed to use it. But I know the, the older I get, it's going to happen, you know, because that's what, that's why God gave me this gift. That, that is beautiful. I know that in our discord, you had posted a picture of your fogged up shower door can you tell us the story behind that yeah definitely and you know just to clarify for the people out there just because you pray over a home right doesn't mean it's it is uh healed forever right Right. it's not you don't cleanse it once and it's just it's going to be clean forever i've i've had to pray over my home many a times right and recently i i came home from the gym like i do every day I went to go take a shower and I have this really dumb habit that I've done as a, like since I was a little kid where, you know, you fog up the, the glass door, you draw on it, you write on it, whatever, like, like we all do. Right. And 
I, I drew a, a smiley face, you know, just in passing, started soaping up, put shampoo in my hair. And I turn around and I go to get all the, the soap out of my hair. And once I open my eyes up after taking my head out of the, the water, all of a sudden, there was a figure, a face, a, what looked like a demonic face that I certainly did not draw. And it was right next to my smiley face. And it was almost like the demon saying, ha ha, I see what you did. Let me show you something better. And it knew it would get a reaction out of me. Very seldom anymore do I get the heebie-jeebies to the point where my, my hair stands up and you know, I get very, really fearful. But that was one where you're damn right I did. You know, you're something about being in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, you're you're all by yourself. Obviously, you're naked and like you're you're at your most vulnerable. vulnerable position, right? And knowing that something was behind me, drawing something next to something I just drew, I had never been more scared. Now, of course, I went straight into prayer, prayed, didn't feel anything after that, but you're you know, I called my sister right away. <laughs> I still do it even at my age <laughs> and said, Hey, Casey, you wouldn't believe what just happened. And, you know, just continue to pray. But yeah, you knew, dude, like that happened not that long ago, but I still have stuff happen. I, I can think of times where my wife is in bed with me. She's fast asleep. And I just start hearing whispering underneath the bed, giggling underneath the bed. <laughs> mimicking like i have a two-year-old mimicking her laugh underneath the bed i've literally oh, watched God. yeah mimicry is probably the scariest form of any kind of demonic any i've heard her cry underneath my bed when i know she's fast asleep in her room i've watched my closet door open in my current home i remember one time my wife woke me up and she said she just didn't feel right and i literally saw an apparition in the corner just smiling. And I didn't, I didn't tell her it was smiling, but I just said, yeah, we're not alone. Let me pray real quick. And just, you, I just yelled at it, you know, you're not welcome here. This is a house of God, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it eventually went away. But yeah, like I still have things happen to me and I know that the rest of my life, it's going to be, I, I begged God to take it away. And, you know, thank, thank God he didn't, because now I understand why I have this gift, but it's going to be with me. And it's probably going to intensify more and more as I get older. And especially as I grow stronger within my own faith, but yeah, still stuff still happens, man. It's, it's crazy. Besides the mimicry, is there been anything else that you have heard that is just has scared the crap out of you? <laughs> no, nothing like from the right or anything like that, where it says I am, you know, blah, 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 or anything like that. Right. Um, it hasn't verbalized really anything. Like I haven't heard any kind of language or anything like that. It's usually just mimicking either whispering, which is like incoherent whispering, you know, nonsensical whispering, or it's mimicking a laugh or a cry or a banging on the wall. Um, I've even heard, you know, walking on my roof, all, all that kinds of stuff. But I know it hasn't come out. It hasn't gotten to the point in my life yet where it's literally trying to have a conversation with me. But let me tell you, when it does, that will be the time where... Uh, I'll probably piss down my leg. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that I would blame you on that one. Yeah. I but God, what you have experienced is more than enough for me. <laughs> yeah, man. I watch horror movies, you know, I watched the right like three weeks ago. And I I it's almost like 
like, damn, I can relate to that. It's very relatable. Right. And it's like, but man, I hope it never gets to that point, <laughs> you know? So, but just feeling those eerie feelings, I've literally felt like not even that long ago, probably like two weeks ago, I remember I was laying in bed and I just started feeling a pressing on my back. And then it was almost like it went into my body. I felt it push onto my heart from behind. Um, so stuff like that happens. And, and that's pretty scary. It's, it's intense, man. <laughs> Since we have brought up horror movies a few times, I have to ask, what are some of your favorites? I love Insidious, even though it's a little hokey. I, I love that damn Darth Maul demon. <laughs> yep. Just for pure jump scare, that's a great one. I mentioned it a couple of minutes ago. The right is extremely good. Anytime you get Anthony Hopkins being possessed, that's pretty killer. True. Probably, shoot, man. I'm trying to think. The Ring was really good when I was a kid. I remember watching that and putting a, a blanket over my TV. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are some of my, my favorites for sure. Was that the Japanese version or the English version? No, that was the English version, man. I'm not as cool as you. <laughs> well, have you ever seen the Japanese version? No, but I should for sure. Oh, yeah. Don't watch any other iterations of it. They have like five or six different versions. And, and everyone that came after is horrible. But the original, I mean, there's no special effects. It's just something about it, though, is it, it takes the creepiness of the English version and amps it up to like 10. Oh, I bet. I will say it's not a horror movie, but probably the scariest thing I've ever watched. And, and another thing, too, is like when I watch horror movies, it almost like amplifies my gift. Like all of a sudden I really start feeling things. Mm hmm. It just kind of puts you in the spirit. I watched, I don't know if you've ever seen this. I think it's called uh, Demon House. It's Zach Bagans. I... I typically don't love Zach Bagans. I think he's kind of a fraudulent guy and like, you know, plays on that. Mm -hmm. But it's about this house in Gary, Indiana that a, a African-American family owned and their, their children end up being possessed. And Ooh. there are stories of like the kids being taken to the hospital and like them walking on the ceilings and they interview the actual, this is why I, it has some credibility with me and why I was so scared. They, they interview the actual people that were at the hospital that day, the police officers, they show how the police officers won't even come near that house, but they catch things on, on camera. They catch things on recording that are just all too uh, familiar for me and just extremely, extremely uncomfortable. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. It's on Discovery Plus. I am going to have to go check that out. It's easily one of the scariest things I've ever watched. <laughs> you have sold me already. Another horror movie I love is The Witch, just for pure like weirdness. That's a great movie. I would have liked that movie more. The only problem is is that, you know, a lot of the words that they spoke were Middle English. Mm -hmm. And my wife understood zero <laughs> of that film. <laughs> and I kept having to turn over and try to explain what they're saying. And that just, it ruined it for me. So it's nothing about the movie itself. It's just <laughs> the circumstances I found myself in watching it. So. Listen, in terms of horror movie and chill, that's probably not the best date night. <laughs> that would, well, yeah. I mean, honestly, I dragged my, my poor wife to so many horrible horror movies and she has stuck with me which just proves that she loves me so there you go man yeah if if you can find a a significant other that can uh, at least tolerate the things you're passionate about that's what it's about man amen to that one 
Well, is there anything else that I have neglected to ask you that you would like to share? No, man. I think you've been a terrific host. Um, I just want to say too, like I said earlier, I've been listening to the show since you started. You do a phenomenal job. You keep a very um, open mind to everything that arises. And I just want to commend you on what you're doing. Um, I started my own podcast truly based on the things that you say on your podcast about just putting yourself out there and doing it. So again, man, just keep doing what you're doing. You're a phenomenal, phenomenal host. A, the fact that people don't just, you know, laugh at me immediately is kind of a miracle. But two, I mean, the fact that I've been able to meet so many amazing people, yourself very much included, has been has made this entire endeavor more than worthwhile. So I cannot thank you for everything that you have shared. Uh, I hope that your, you know, your gift only continues to help out others around you and that you and your family, you know, stay safe in God's protection. Thank you. And if there's anybody out there that's listening to this show, please join the discord. And if you ever want any advice or anything like that, or even just prayer, please hit me up on the discord. That's beautiful. Uh, again, so Jonathan Dugan's podcast is um, Jump Shot from the... Jump Shots from the Goal Line. We're available on all your major podcast you know, platforms. We just talk about any and all sports. It's me and my podcast partner, uh, John Henningsen. So yeah, please subscribe. Please give us a chance. Give us a listen. I will be doing that right after I get through recording this. But you can find a direct link to his website, off in Southern Demonology, if you open up the navigation pane and if you don't happen to see it and click on Friends of the Show. Jonathan, it has been more than a pleasure getting to speak with you today. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. And if anything more arises, I'll, I'll throw it in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, please do. And if it does, we'll have you back on. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you for your time, JJ. Thank you for listening to Southern Demonology. Find us online at southerndemonology.com where you can find all of our social and podcasting links. Also, if you have a moment, please feel free to rate this podcast and leave any encouraging feedback that you may have. As always, I am JJ and it has been a pleasure getting to talk to you today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.